everyone and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights with the Bell Vista Studios team. We've got Kim here, Victoria and myself, Hannah, and we are all learning designers. And what we do in this time is we learn from each other. So we ask each other questions. We reflect on what we've been working on in our e-learning studio so you can learn from what we're learning and what we're doing. Before we get into the episode, if you haven't gone to it already, we suggest that you check out our Creator Hub. There is a human-centered design online course on there that we recommend that shows exactly how we do our projects at Bell Vista Studios. It enables you to apply human-centered design to your projects, put your learners at the heart of your solution and make an impact in what you deliver with your learning solutions. So check it out in the video notes below. But for now, let's get into this episode of Studio Insights. Kim, you can ask the first question. Ooh. All right, mine is like, a, I just came up with a fun thing for myself, really. <laughs> so it's for both of you. And you basically have to complete the sentence. Okay, so there's a few of them. So it's just whatever first comes to mind. It's almost like a summary of many things. Okay. So complete the sentence. Um, <laughs> for work, the, it's all work related. For work, the one thing I can't live without is... My team. Oh, I <laughs> oh, love that. <laughs> Look, my team is much nicer, but I was going to say my keyboard. <laughs> oh, did you get a new one? Yeah, how cool is it? Oh, they, they are funky ones. I love materialistic things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll move on just so we could get derailed. <laughs> Um, oh, well then, okay. Teamwork is the best it can be when? Everyone communicates clearly. Mm-hmm. Everyone respects each other. Time is well spent when I... plan tasks before I start them. (laughs) I don't do it often, but. (laughs) Um, When I refer to my calendar. Hmm. I did have one I'm planning. That's why I'm trying to find it now. Um, Ah, it's all good. Excursions for work help me. Think outside the box. I was going to say think about things differently, which is quite similar. Studio insights are? Entertaining. (laughs) Good and bad. (laughs) I think you. Um, a lesson I learned that I want you to learn from me rather than <laughs> go through it for yourself is um, don't ever trust what oh sorry Where are you going um, don't ever trust what a program says it will do actually test it That's hard because I feel like you have 
I'd have learned already, but don't ignore red flags in things mm. you do. Okay, mm. well, I have one on that. <laughs> Complete the sentence. Red flags. <laughs> mean I should check in ASAP with <laughs> someone else. Check in with myself and potentially someone else if I need to. Um, yeah, red flags mean that something isn't right, potentially. <laughs> um, taking the time to plan a task. <laughs> Ensures that you deliver what you're expected to. Are you planning your answer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things I could say. Um, will help, like preventing you, will help stop you from missing things. Could be anything. One on one catch ups. My words, they're not popping in. I've got the start of mine, but. <laughs> um, I feel like they're valuable for maintaining like a good team dynamic. Hmm. Um. One-on-one catch-ups add value if you plan for them. <laughs> That's a lesson learned for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. <laughs> Our team culture is the best. Amazing. Aww. The most useful resource to you on the Creator Hub and why? Can I look at them to refresh my memory really quick? Oh, no, I think I know. <laughs> oh. But mine's probably accessibility tips, the alt tabbing tips, mm. because I use that the most so far in what I'm doing in my role mm. in development. Uh, mine is the storyboard template because I like can't live without it when I do instructional design. Mm. Like it's necessary. Yeah. Um, brainstorming for uh, instructional design or development tasks. Is good to do as a team <laughs> <laughs> instead of by yourself. Uh, is important to do to ensure that you like deliver something amazing because otherwise you can just do like oh I can't keep going <laughs> that's it <laughs> it's critical <laughs> <laughs> my tip for someone starting out in instructional design is watch our YouTube channel videos <laughs> mm. 
and download everything on the creator. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I think join our human-centered design cohort to learn about, oh, that might be a bit, maybe. I feel like do Victoria's first, watch the YouTube. <laughs> and then move on to the cohort to learn about instructional design and like our process. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> and that was an ad. Go check it out now. <laughs> and there's someone here. I just have to, they're checking the fire alarms. I'll be back. All right. Oh, we'll, oh. we'll keep going, Hannah. Um, my tip for someone looking to advance their ID skills. Um, <laughs> I would say read action mapping mm. and the human centered design cohort as well because it like enables you to have like an epic process that makes a difference to like upper level your process something I want to try is hmm Using AI to create like course design elements. Mm. Um, the things we share on social media. We'll always add value to you because we follow a strict process to ensure that whatever we're putting out will actually like make an impact on your life. And I know that because I have to follow the process and it's very specific. I love that. <laughs> um, um, our human-centered design cohort is life-changing. Not you that just says that either. Mm. Uh, think of your favorite project you've worked on in the last couple of, like maybe six months, twelve months. Yeah. Why was it your favorite? Um. I think the design was beautiful. So it was like simple, but effective. So it wasn't overwhelming. Mm. Um, and it was like very human centered. So mm. there was like a lot of content and things to consider, but the way that we created and like delivered that content was like very specific to the audience and the topic. Oh, now I want to know which one it was. <laughs> okay. um, um, last three. My proudest moment is. <sighs> mm, that's a hard one. Because there's so many to choose from. I know. Or... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I actually think it was like when we finished the conference that we did. Mm. Because we put like so much of like so much effort and so much of ourselves into that and worked really, really hard. And it was like such a big event. That when it was done, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that was insane. Like, so cool. That's cool. Yeah. I look forward to 
2023 so we can like take our projects next level because I feel like we've learned so much this year so I'm like really excited to see like how all those learnings play out in our projects for next year. Cute. Well, Vista Studios is the greatest company in the world. Yes! <laughs> Woo! We made it! <laughs> That's so cute. All right. That's me done. If it comes, I will ask those last three of her. Um, but okay. that, that was my experience. I loved that. That was so good. Thank you for that. Aww, good reflection. Good reflection activity. <laughs> yeah nice well I encourage people that um like to do that for themselves just as a reflection like I think it is yeah. good to do that to give yourselves the time and use some of that stuff as like stimulus I could have gone on for ages with the like things that I was thinking but yeah anyway that's really good Vic might not make it back she said so let's okay can you get your question hopefully it wasn't for her oh she has a question there's a question for us fuck off Vic. yeah she she oh well what are you most proud of hey, this what year, are we most Kim? proud of this year business wise or life i don't know both oh god god okay um Hannah you got to think of like your personal one as well then so the Vic's asked a question through the chat for everyone listening what's going on she's got fire alarms being tested where she is so <laughs> um what are we most proud of this year from a personal and a professional perspective <laughs> Vic how deep do you want us to go <laughs> I could be here for fucking years with me reflectiveness um i think for me yeah i think my personal one is like progress at the gym i feel like i've come Mm. a very long way at the gym and i can lift a lot heavier and do a lot more than what i used to and i'm very proud of like getting over that mental barrier of like i can never do that and now i can that's mine. I think you should go into that mental barrier to help people crack it for themselves. Um, all right. Well, I guess I just saw myself as like, I sort of labeled myself as something which was like, I'll never be strong. I'll always be Mm. like, like maybe I'll be good at running, but like I'm quite like weak compared to others. Like I always had that view of myself in terms of like physical weakness. Um, but I just like I was out of my comfort zone a lot of the time so I think you just have to like put yourself out of your comfort zone and be Mm. okay with like people like try not to worry about people judging you or thinking like if you can't do that that's embarrassing like I just have to get over that um and it felt uncomfortable but the more you do it the easier it gets and then one day you just you can do it so I think that's the main thing just like be you have to be okay with being outside of your comfort zone that's been like the biggest thing for me. Mm. That's quite cool. Mm. Um, <clears throat> proudest moment in work for me is 
I think through my ways of creating experiences for us as a team and how we do things and that has enabled both of you to to believe in yourselves to the best that you ever have and you Mm. believe it in yourselves yourselves as in like I for the longest time have already believed in you but you had a lot of like or there was times when you had like self-doubt or um, you questioned things or you didn't trust yourself. And I think I was like not willing to accept that anymore because I could truly see what I believed in you and that I created certain circumstances for you to be able to, to experience and get that self-belief yourselves. And I feel like mm. that has really unlocked in the last couple of months and we're now all reaping the benefits from that. And I think that's my proudest moment because you guys have stepped into your true selves and owning things. You're proud of yourselves. You see the value that you contribute. You take your initiative. It's all just your existence naturally now. And and yes, like there's going to be new things as we progress and learn and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like we're in a really nice place where we're kind of coasting in all of the rewards that we've been working for, that we've been working on towards trying, experimenting and for that to happen and for us to be in the state that we are as like a team and the work that we're producing and how things operate within the business. Like, I just think that's really cool. I'm proud of that from a business perspective. That's amazing. Good on us. Good on you, Vic. You can't respond, but. (laughs) (laughs) You said I love that. Um, Yeah, that's mine. Vicky, you got to start typing yours because people will want to know your proudest moment. Um, My personal one is, how do I wear this? I have unlocked the best version of myself and sorry I'm distracted by Vic's chat yeah you're right it was your question so you don't have to answer um okay I my proudest moment for myself is I've unlocked the best version of myself and the best version of my life ever and if it existed like this for the rest of my thing my existence it would be incredible it is incredible so like when people talk about like what success is what I want my ultimate life I have that now like it is in my every fucking day every hour and I think that's incredible and just for like if I sum it up and it's taken me 10 years from zero to get here I will let people know that and so the 10 years of like zero is like my point of zero was I didn't have I didn't know about personal development. I wasn't really self-aware back then. So I'm coming from that point of zero. It took me 10 years. So if you're coming from a point of zero, like think about what it is that you want in 10 years and start working towards it now. But if you know, back then I didn't really know about podcasts. I didn't know about professional, personal development, coaching, mentoring, learning, all of that sort of stuff. But once I got awareness to that, that unlocked it. And now I just know that that's accessible to me so I can unlock things way quicker. So my overnight my overnight success has landed 
10 years on. Um, and that is this year. And for me, what that looks like is that I have an abundance of money or I earn an abundance of money. I have an abundance of time to exist in a day-to-day that is extremely fulfilling with exponential joy. And I like purposely am like I positively impact the world by just being authentically me and I continue to move to the rhythm of my intuition. And that is my every fucking day. And like, I am in a constant state of bliss with that existence. So I am proud that all of the things that I have continually fucked up, not been proud of, wanted to get better at, and basically put in the work and prioritized getting to the best version of myself and getting to the ultimate life, I am rewarded and existing in that. And I'm like so young to have achieved that. So that's my proudest moment. Whoa. I thought you that were frozen there. I was like, insane. oh my God. No, I'm just like, <laughs> that deserves silence because it was so incredible. I'm like, whoa. That's so cool. Victoria said that's lit. <laughs> for the audience if you want to know You're welcome that's incredible Thanks you can just hear like you can hear the emotion in your voice as well like that you're like a hundred percent speaking your truth and you can feel everything that you're explaining so that like really hit me as well that was cool thanks for sharing mm. i think that's very like good inspiration for everyone to know that it's possible like you can live your ultimate life mm. And you've already done it. Like so, so many people are like, oh, in like a year's time, I'm going to live my ultimate life or like in 20 years when I have this or I have that. But you've like created it now. What would be your advice for people who feel like they don't have access to it now? Do you think sometimes people need to wait a time period or do you just need to like adjust your mindset around what's important like I don't know how do I explain it I actually heard on that so that podcast we're listening to Kim Mm. um with Georgie Stevenson she says like it's not about rise and conquer yes she was saying like it's not about your external world it's about um which will be interesting to hear advice on this it's not about the external world but it's about the internal so once you learn to like master your mm. internal mind and how you like see the world, that's where true happiness comes from. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think you. it's like, mm, like go with the heart, not the head. Um, come from a place of love not fear it is fucking honestly everything (laughs) that we talk about on here like we've already shared it I think the difference for people is do you take action on it or not like Mm. if I do something and I'm like didn't like that I'm like okay don't let it happen again or that was harder than it needed to be okay how can I make it easier for next time like I'm immediately prioritizing that at the most easy accessible time to do that for myself I don't feel right about something something's not right okay what is not right right now like I need it to be better like what what is that you know like and I'm prioritizing the time to figure it out I have a funny feeling in my stomach I don't feel right about what I just said like I'm prioritizing the pause to execute for the better 
And I think Mm. it's that prioritizing the pause to execute for the better is what has enabled me to do it. Like people laugh about like Instagram quotes and all that sort of stuff, but it's like, they fucking work. Like Mm. (laughs) they are available to us. Like if that sounds good, fucking get it in your life. If that doesn't sound good or you don't like it, get it out of your life. It's honestly that simple. It's taking action on it. Choose how you respond. Yeah. It's everything. I'm just a living example of everything we always talk about. I just take Mm. action on it. So take action and plan as well, would you say? Like live life. Like, so I'm thinking of examples. Say someone wants Mm. to live like right on the ocean. Like that is where, that is their ultimate happiness. They've got to be like a house right on the ocean. If they can't afford that, like do the like would your solution be to plan like how how might I get to that in the future or would it be to like maybe if I, I just go to the beach every day I can get that same feeling and figure out like why it's the beach that you want to be near and how you may get that now that's sort of where I'm I don't think you really need to go to that level like honestly in terms of like if, if people are into manifesting and that like people just say visualize a view at the beach, the beach that you want, all of that. The rest mm. will play out. And mm. I think the example for me is that sentence that I said, like I earn abundance of money, I have an abundance of time. I literally, before I get out of bed, like say every single sentence and feel every part of it. And from day one of doing that, which was only recently because I've only unlocked that as the sentence, from day one, I was rewarded. I didn't know what earn an abundance of money and abundance of money is very different for the three of us and anyone listening it could be 10 bucks per hour it could be 50 bucks per hour it could be 500 bucks per hour it doesn't matter abundance of money is for me when petrol prices are really expensive I don't even look because I'm just like I'm fucking going on an adventure you know so that's like it's my own definition of those things but I think you just got to be you got to tap into your values and know that this is important to me and if I, I sent that like sentence to you guys but I'll just say it to everyone else hold on I did it in a post the other day actually I completed this sentence for myself um I'm just looking for it Jesus Christ that gave me (laughs) <laughs> of all the scary conversations we've just had before this recording i'm like oh my god now it's happening okay step one complete this sentence imagine if something you want to receive what it will enable you to have when you have it and what you will do in exchange for it so i that's my sentence that's how i've done it you might reorder how you do it and then step two was to visualize it every day that is and it all comes from when I say what were you interested in as a little kid like all those things like that's Mm. exponential joy like a day-to-day that is so fucking cool like that is my thing and if you just hone into that check in with it every day basically what it means is I show up as the person that I want to be I make decisions that enable me to have a fun day or an, an exponentially fucking day-to-day existence if I, I'm very specific to my language. Mm. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing. you got to awesome. feel it energetically. All good. 
Yeah, I'm starting to understand that feeling thing now. Hmm. Do you want to explain can... that to people? Um, I think it's like you can say that you want something and say that you're going to get it, but like, I don't. It's so hard to explain because it is a feeling. But I've like noticed the difference between like a goal I'm trying to get obtain at the moment. In the past, I thought I wanted it and I thought I knew I was going to get it. The feeling mm. I have now is so different. Like, I feel like I am definitely going to get it. And it's like more of like an excited, like light feeling about it. Mm. And I actually don't know how I got to that stage. I don't know if it was time or whatever, but there's a definite difference. So that's, I don't know if that's helpful for people because it's very hard to explain. <laughs> that's cool. Maybe it is just timing for things in life as well. Like things are right for you at different times and your body can like express that feeling to you when it is the right time. And how I would kind of my framing on that is, is it actually the thing that you want or is it the perceived mm. thing that you want? Do you want yeah. it because you're at a certain time in your life um, because other people have it, because people perceive you a certain way if you do have it? So therefore you're in your head, right? But mm. if you tap into your heart and you go, what is it that I truly want? Even the fact that you're just questioning, is this something I want or is this because it's my upbringing that makes mm. me think that that's something that I want? That's when I think the energy changes around it and then you know that it's right for you on your yeah. terms as opposed to I think I should have like yeah I don't know I don't know why this example came to my mind but what, I should have this amount of superannuation in my bank account because that's what mm. the internet says the Australian government says by this age you should have yeah. this in there but I'm like fuck that no like what I want right now I don't even know if I want superannuation because maybe I'm gonna which is basically money for retirement for people outside of Australia um but like Maybe I don't need to worry about that because I'm, I don't know, going to not exist before I reach that. Or, or yeah. I just know that things are going to play out a different way and what I yeah. need to support me in retirement will be funded a different way. Yeah. Yeah, you just explained it perfectly. It's heart versus mind. That's what I was trying to say. Mm. It feels very different when it's in the heart. Mm. And maybe if, like, everyone, a way you can figure it out is, like, if there's a time that, like, you've loved something a lot or now like compare it to that and be like I remember that feeling like it might be like a love you had for a dog or a love you had for an ex-partner or something like that and you'll like remember the feeling that it gave you in your heart mm. and it's like that same feeling that happens when you're thinking about like manifesting something for me it's like the same feeling that's cool Oh, good question, Vic. That really, <laughs> we really delved deeply into a few things there. How's everyone for time? I feel like, because we're supposed to end the recording now. Do we have time to keep going? I'm good to keep going. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Me too. Okay, cool. All right. Because well, we probably could go deeper on that, but we'll allow the space for <laughs> someone else to ask the question. <laughs> We can just skip my question and go deeper if you want. No, 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 no. I want to go back as well and ask Vic my last three things. So, Yeah, do that then. All right, and then we'll do yours. Vic, yeah. last three that you 
Hannah answered some other ones, but okay. what's your proudest moment this um, year? Probably taking on like the project manager role for the first time properly and not mm-hmm. feeling like I was failing at it. <laughs> How would you describe that you were actually feeling? It's <laughs> just hanging on by a friend. <laughs> just a It's me. I'm like, everyone's fucking brilliant. They've stepped into their own. And then Vic's like, mm-hmm. hanging on by. <laughs> um, I felt like confident in what I was doing. I felt like I wasn't like, I didn't have as much self doubt as I started with and thought I would feel for like longer. Um, mm. And, yeah, did it, like, stress me out? Because I was really, ner- like, I felt really nervous in the lead up to it and thinking about having to do it. Mm. But once I actually got into it, it wasn't, like, it didn't keep me up at night. Or, like, I didn't feel, like, sick <laughs> to work, which is sometimes the feeling I'll get if there's something I think about that I'm really worried about. <laughs> like studio insights. <laughs> 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 everyone's very privileged that you continue to show up to this so people need to reflect on that I don't have a choice <laughs> that's how they're self but that's how they stepped into their self-belief I was like I'm fucking sick of you guys not having self-belief have a choice. you don't have a choice anymore <laughs> no okay so sorry I'll go back to as well mine were complete the sentence we did so two more complete the sentence I look forward to next year in general things that are coming up okay uh last one bell vista studios is <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> pretty good <laughs> no, thank you the for company i've worked for before. oh it's close to mine Oh, really? No, Hannah's was the best company in the whole world ever to exist. <laughs> ever to exist. The future of all time. You're like, yeah, best job I've ever had. Just a, just my second job in life. But <laughs> I mean, for all I know, there could be better companies to work for. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's the best one I've worked for. Okay, so Hannah, I think it's time for your question. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, my question is for both of you, but I'm going to ask you one at a time because it's sort of got two parts. Okay. Um, Kim, I'll go with you first. Mm-hmm. I would like to know, out of everything that you learned in 2022, what has added the most value to your life as a learning designer and why? Yeah. <laughs> As a learning designer, I, so we've got our human-centered design kind of method, framework, toolkit, whatever that we do as instructional designers, right? And I honestly, I'm just like, this is the thing. Like, it is so fucking good. Every single time it produces the best solutions, the feedback is the best, it's the most impactful. My life as an ID is made way easier when I use it and I stick to it. When I see you guys 
putting aspects into it from our project. Hannah, when you do storyboards that are focused using, when we're using our process every single time, it is just precision, perfect, beautiful results. Of course, I can get into my head sometimes and be like, is it that good? Uh, why are people, why are the cohort enrollments not blowing up? Why is not everyone choosing that? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me that why would you not want this as your development sort of thing? And then I go, what is our process? Great. <laughs> when, when literally I've just been like, that's the best fucking process ever. Or we've delivered the best project, right? Um, when we use it every fucking time without mm -hmm. doubt, it is so good. Yeah. So I put myself in a position where I think this is a very vulnerable position to really challenge that for myself, which was to go to a two day session with a client. So they wanted their learning designers to be trained in our stuff and, and just instructional design training in general, right? There was 13 people and I said, right. So it was two four hour workshops two weeks apart and my thing was Kim you must not prepare in any way for this and purely just go and prove that if you can really own and step into our HCD process that you will be able to show up without any preparation and deal with anything that comes up in that time and from anything that comes from those 13 people and it will add value to every single one of their lives and that organization. So I think that's pretty vulnerable. That's the biggest challenge I could possibly think of at this point to mm -hmm. put myself in to prove that this human-centered design stuff really, 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 really works in any single situation that I could possibly put myself into. So I went, did that, and basically just did whatever we kind of talk about in terms of be curious, seek to understand. These are the five questions in a creative conversation you only need to ask. I did that. I was able to solve their problem. I was able to basically go through, like revolutionize, revolutionize their learning design process, um, make them have multiple epiphanies, make them reignite their passion for the industry, make them redesign a seven day training event that they have that is more impactful, um, answer their questions questions on the spot around accessibility um, we did return on investment we did adult learning we did uh, action mapping we did human-centered design we did user interviews we did so many things and I had no idea what was going to come up and the feedback that we got from them was brilliant I couldn't have asked for it to be better in my opinion but for me to go and leave that then and just go, holy fucking shit, I had an impact on their lives in that way by just showing up and being authentically me and trusting our process and our human-centered design stuff and to have that impact, that is phenomenal. So that is the, the whatever your question was, that's the journey and that's the outcome. That's the proudest moment. That's the proof of my belief and the application of everything that we preach and we exist in and it needs to that's my I will never doubt myself again now regardless of sales or anything as long as I stick to the process 
that I know works every single time it has exponential results beyond what I could have imagined for every single time and every single circumstance. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was incredible. All right. Thank you. That was like, oh, so good. My second part to the question, which I think it's, you've sort of said it, is like how, <laughs> how might others achieve it? And I'm thinking like it would be our human centered design learning opportunities, right? Just like come into the that. cohort. Yeah. Yeah. Get the into the cohort, join the cohort. I am there holding your hand, coaching you. You are getting it for yourself. Yeah. That's, you just got to be in the cohort. All right. We'll check out in the description below. Anyone who's interested in the cohort, you can hear the passion in Kim's voice as she talks about like how much of an impact it's had on her life and our life as a team. So get onto it. Can I just ask why was your reaction the way that it was? My reaction? Mm. Uh, I could just like feel your energy. Like it was like such incredible energy of like how much it's impacted your life and like the trust that you have in the process and how proud you are. So for me, I'm almost like speechless because I'm like, oh my gosh, like that, like it's hard to know how to even respond to that because like what you said was so incredible. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> what about you, Vic? What was your response to what Kim said? Because I feel like you had a similar look of like, whoa, <laughs> on your face. I, know, I think it's just like, I love like seeing someone have so much passion for something and like yeah. believe so strongly in what they're doing, selling, living by basically. Like that, like that process is what the company business runs off basically like hmm. that's how we make our courses it's how we do everything um so yeah I feel like it's just like cool to see that passion and like hmm. faith in yourself and like the fact that you've accepted that now as well like you were having those doubts and then just through that one experience you're like no we're set like nothing needs to change yeah I don't know <laughs> I also don't know how to like put it fully into words but hmm. Yeah, it's cool that you've overcome that doubt because it doesn't, you're right, like the enrollments and that, yeah, we expect more, but it, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Like, yeah, we know it works. <laughs> we use it every day. We're surviving as a company, like, because of that process. Mm. Mm. So really, there shouldn't have been any doubt anyway, but it's, like, good that you had that happen at least to, like, reaffirm it, I guess, mm. and know that that's what we're sticking with. Yeah. And it, honestly, sorry, it wasn't even doubt. It was more just like, well, I'm always kind of thinking, is there something we can tweak for an effect, more effective, mm. more efficiency? Yeah. So I'm kind of revisiting like always continuous improvement. So it was more from that perspective. I was like, yeah. should it tweak? Does it need to adapt? We've been doing it this way yeah. for a couple of years. So I kind of, it was more that sort of perspective. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to prove it in a very unpredictable situation and it's always unpredictable anyway because every single cohort when people come in I'm literally showing up to the group coaching with however many people happen to be in that group setting where they're coming literally just going these are my problems help me solve it and I'm literally mm. just applying our human-centered thing to them and every single time someone says this is life-changing and it's not like a linear 
like plug and play it's they're finding their own self-belief their own Mm -hmm. process they're um, getting more cemented around what their own instructional design framework looks like the activities the confidence to have conversation so I just think it really is yeah it's perfect anyway um, yeah I do fucking believe in it and it just I know Mm. that it works in every single every single thing that could possibly happen in my life I will be able to respond because of it Mm. it's incredible I feel it as well like when I'm working on projects now like sometimes I'll message you two and be like oh my gosh like this is incredible and it takes a lot like I am a perfectionist so it takes a lot for me to be like this is like really good this work or whatever but whenever I follow our process, like the information mapping, doing the user personas, empathy mapping, like creating the storyboard with the human-centered design approach, I always feel like so proud at the end of it because I'm like, I just know that like what we've done works and like you can mm. see it. Like you've worked on something and you know whether you've delivered something at a high quality or not. And I feel it with my tasks. So. Mm. Cool. So cool. All right. Well, that was amazing. Victoria, do you remember what the question was? Or do you want me to ask again? Ask it again. Yeah, good luck beating that. Top that. It's not about that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, Victoria, are you ready? Yeah. Out of everything you learned in 2022. What has added the most value to your life as a learning designer and why? Um, I think it probably would tie into the project management side of things. I don't know what specifically, but I guess like that role as a whole, I'd only kind of been Mm. like exposed to different parts of it previously. Like I was never fully in that position. So I think like the bulk of my learning this year has been related to taking on that role and learning the different parts of it. Um, And I think it's useful, like it was useful for me to learn that just in general as like upskilling, but Mm. like as a learning designer, normally I guess I'm on like the other side of it where I'm the one being given the bits, like the tasks Mm. (laughs) to do by a project manager. Um, So I think it was good to see it from the other side and like get an understand like it was useful having the learning designer experience as the PM to know like I don't know when you're running tasks or sending emails like mm. what kind of information to give them so that they know what to do there's obviously like a lot more involved in it than that but just as an example like it's useful having more of both lenses now mm. is useful mm. roles yeah. um yeah I think that's why it was I can't even remember the question again that's why it's like <laughs> the skill to why that was useful like why it was good I learned that yeah yeah I, I think I understand I think you're saying like you like originally you were in like you had your head in the learning designer tasks but being yeah. able to like pull back and see the project from a higher level yeah. and see what goes into like each of those tasks and how like learning design works as a full project added value to you yeah yeah I think just seeing it's empathy helps me moving mm. forward yeah yeah um 
which I think will, like, will improve and hopefully has improved, like, my communication in general to anyone in any role, mm. um, clients, like, yeah, I just think it, letting that, <laughs> more parts of that role has, like, increased other skills that I use mm. in other roles and vice versa. Yeah. Whereas previously I might have been like, quite, like if you guys sent me something, I might like question like why are they telling me to mm. <laughs> do that or like mm. why did they give me this? But yeah, yeah, it is definitely empathy. Like I empathise with you guys as PMs now and we're all moving forward. Mm. Um, yeah, you see a bit more <laughs> yeah. of why, why things might be the way that they are. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And how might others achieve that? So people that are listening, how might they like achieve the project management skills that you have? Or just uh, even empathy, I guess, empathy, as well. Yeah. I mean, I guess where it's possible, like if you do have the opportunity to try different roles like that or mm. take on different roles in different projects, um, that's probably like the quickest and easiest mm. way, I would say, like, literally put yourself in the shoes of <laughs> the other person mm. um but if you don't have access to that I think it would be probably kind of like what we do with studio insights like which again I know it might be an access <laughs> thing but if there's someone in that role mm. and you would understand them better like talk to them ask them more questions ask what you can do mm. better for them hopefully they'll reciprocate and see like what they can do better for you. And I think just like having those conversations mm. insight, if you can't actually do it yourself. Um, that's the only thing coming to mind. There might, there's probably other ways you can do it, but <laughs> I like that. <laughs> or talk to someone who does do it and mm. get what you can from them. Yeah. Even like thinking or on about, the like, receiving end yeah sorry you go Hannah you go no you go I was just gonna say if it's not someone you can learn from it's someone on the receiving end of your thing because mm. like a few episodes ago like or multiple though as well Vic you were you kept saying when I what can I do better as a project manager for you mm. when I'm handing over tasks what what do you need from me so you were seeking to understand yeah. the receiver of mm. your stuff that's how you built that empathy I think that's really cool yeah I think it's good too because I feel like our team does that naturally a lot of the time anyway mm. like if we send big handovers or I don't know have any like big things of communication like there's yeah. there always seems to be a chance for us to check in after whether it's during this during like our team catch-ups during our one-on-one mm. catch-ups to like where you can ask for feedback or yeah just like check in and be like were you missing anything in that or not like we do I feel like we have just done that naturally because we know that it helps us be better and like do mm. better so I feel like as long as you're yeah. getting feedback yeah as long as you're making like the space to get feedback or give feedback regularly mm. it should just kind of happen through that yeah. No matter what role you like, no matter which role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What were you yep. gonna say, Hannah, a few minutes ago? Um, it's similar to what you've both said, but I'm just thinking like a question you could ask, like 
if you have meetings of people throughout the year, it could be like external stakeholders, could be internal teammates, just to have like a question that you ask in each of those meetings. So it could be like, um, how might I serve you better or how might I make your life easier? And if you set a goal mm -hmm. to like ask that question every time you meet with someone, like it'd be interesting, like the feedback you get and that mm -hmm. should enable you to empathize a bit more. Yeah. Love that. Mm. Very good. Is there anything else on that anyone would like to add? Nope. Well, thanks for that, Vic. That was very good, very insightful. <laughs> and well done, you are smashing <laughs> project management. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to judge the two of you and say who was best because that's just not right. But We'll let the audience. <laughs> we'll either have more downloads of our project management stuff on the Creator Hub and watching those videos or we'll have excessive people in the cohort doing our human-centered design yeah. stuff. You guys be the voters with your credit cards. No, no. <laughs> oh, it's funny. All right, well, thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Studio Insights. Um, we hope you gained value from it. It was a good one, I think, because it was sort of like a wrap up of everything, well, like the most important things that we've learned over the last year. Um, so yeah, take note. The funny thing is, I action. feel like we're recording this now, but we have like a backlog of videos to go. So I'm probably like June, 2023 by the time it comes out. <laughs> Maybe no, prioritise no. this one earlier. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm going to edit this one first, I think, so people can, like, look back on And then I'm like, go back to the video before. <laughs> like, <laughs> <"Yeah."> <laughs> No, it's all good. This You don't just fucking reset goals and reflect once a year, people. That's, like, the power. I do it every fucking Monday yeah. at a minimum. Yeah. When do you do go it? Go on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you're so terrible at like having face-offs against people <laughs> all right Vic when do you do it and then we'll end <laughs> um mine's not like a set thing I would say it's every few months though but it's not yeah, like okay yeah and also like it can change depending on when I like feel hmm. like I need to because I'm pretty like familiar with my goals anyway so I yes. always kind of know where I'm like yeah I do check-ins regularly with myself anyway to know where I'm at but yeah yeah if I'm particularly happy or particularly miserable then I'll <laughs> prioritize it <laughs> and see what it's <laughs> I love that that's good I'm the same I rely on like feelings <laughs> yeah if I feel like things aren't feeling right then I check in and do something about it yeah but I won't lie, I do still love like a end of year, start of year. Yes. Refresh as well. Yeah, I feel that. But I, yeah. <laughs> they're not like New Year's resolutions because I do stick to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Okay, end the video. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you for our next episode of Studio Insights. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place 
for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans, that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.